Hello, ako si Judes Gavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raptor Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raptors News Break Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang hinaharap ng Pilipinas bilang isa sa mga bansang matinding tinamaan ng coronavirus. Paano ang magiging buhay ng mga Pilipino habang wala pang kasiguraduhan ang gamot laban sa virus? Ano ang dapat pagtuunan ng pansin ng gobyerno? Kasama ko ngayon si Sofia Tomacruz, Raptor reporter who covers the government's coronavirus response para pag-usapan kung paano masasabing under control na ang sitwasyon. Hi Sofia, thank you for joining me today. Mm-hmm. Hi, thank you for having me, Judas. So waiting for my first question. Sofia, how is the coronavirus situation in the Philippines? Siguro, where are we compared to our neighbors? Right, so almost six months into the pandemic, no, Judas, the Philippines is one of the few countries in Southeast Asia where cases are still rising. The WHO has classified us as one of those countries where the infections haven't been curbed yet. And compared to our peers, we're actually the country with the most number of active cases. Uh, you mentioned that the Philippines is lagging tayo behind. Kapag nakabasa ko ng balita or even see photos from other countries like our friends or families, parang ang layo pa talaga natin eh. Outside Asia, yung Italy na dating epicenter, eh, nag-open up na ulit yung mga shops nila, yung economy nila, yung pupunta na sa office yung mga tao. And in Asia, we look at Thailand na nag-rally na nga sila, di ba, against the monarchy. Anong meron sa kanila ba na wala sa Pilipinas? Right, no, Jadez. So, tama ka kasi um, pag nababasa mo, di ba, yung news sa, tungkol sa ibang bansa, parang medyo back to normal na. I mean, as normal as could be uh-uh. uh, for life right now. And then you look at us where it's still difficult. It still feels like we're under quarantine. You still feel the rule, the quarantine rules na slightly restricted pa rin tayo. And so, I think one thing that really stands out that those countries did that we didn't is that, well, one, um, they acted early. And I know that it's been a point that has been said more than once but it really does bear repeating kasi hanggang ngayon we still feel the effects of a lack of a clear plan from the very beginning um the lack of decisive and quick action that would adjust to the fast changing situation we had with the pandemic and so that's one thing that we're still feeling till today and another thing that they had that other countries had who were doing well that um we really missed out on is that they're being led by uh, experts, by scientists, by public health practitioners who really lead the pandemic with that um, mindset na parang first and foremost, this is a public health, this is a health problem and um, you know, it requires health solutions, of course, while balancing things like the economy and stuff, but they were given that space to give their expertise from the very beginning and and other countries are benefiting from that. Plus, of course, you know, there are other countries that even before the pandemic, their health system was much better than the Philippines. Because that the Philippines' health system has been neglected for a long time. Mm-mm. From your talks with health experts, I'm cu- really curious. Because uh, I've heard yeah, from other countries that they're... Uh, underway into dealing with the coronavirus. Uh, sa pag-usap mo sa mga health experts, sa mga doctors, 
kamusta ba ang chances ng coronavirus ending in the near future? And siguro, with this point, what would end this pandemic? Medyo tricky yun, Jadis, kasi when you say ending, um, I'm, I have the same question in my head din, no? When is this gonna end? When can we go back to normal? Pero yung resounding um, answer talaga ng mga experts is we're, this isn't really going to end. We're never really going to go back to life before COVID. Hmm. Um, if you ask the WHO, diba, sabi pa nila na it could take up to two years. Uh, around two years until this pandemic ends. Because mm-hmm. um, even when you have a vaccine, hindi yan perfect solution and everything. And so when you talk about things ending, it's really a question mark still at this point in time. We don't know when it's going to really end. Um, but of course, there are things that you can do in the meantime to slow things down and to uh, return to some sense of normalcy. And that just... I think it can really be summed up if you're talking about what people like you and I can do. Uh-huh. Na, we don't have positions, we don't have, we're not in places where we can make uh, decisions and everything on an individual level. That that goes that comes down to, you know, wearing a mask uh-huh. and here in the Philippines, particularly wearing a face shield, physical distancing, washing your hands frequently. Minimum health standards. Yeah. Um, it sounds so low-tech, pero yun talaga eh, yun yung solution daw na um, sinasabi ng mga experts will really get us back to quote-unquote normal or uh-huh. as normal as can be will help us to go out again. So parang uh, what I'm getting from the health experts, parang we have to move towards controlling sa situation. Parang hindi man lang ma-eradicate yung virus, but at least control the spread para yeah. ma-contain. Yeah, exactly what you said, no, Judas. Controlling this pandemic kasi walang near-end in sight and it might be far off pa nga. So, what can we do in the meantime to continue um, living with the virus and at the same time control the situation we are in? Kasi one reason, when you look again at other countries, no, it's not like the pandemic ended there uh-uh. in particular in that country, diba? Pero they were able to get the situation under control. They were able to get transmissions up to down to a level where it was safe to go out again, um, but still be cautious, of course. And so, yun yung target natin talaga. We have to be able to um, control the transmissions and not just for a month, let's say, but for a sustained period of time. You mentioned control the situation with the transmission and all. Ano pa yung mga iba na dapat i-take consideration para masabi na, kunyari, the Philippines, for example, is able to control the coronavirus situation na para masabi na under control na yung pandemic, at least sa bansa na to. Ano yung mga factor na dapat tignan? Ano yung mga data na dapat makita? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Judas. And actually, um, a few days ago, naglabas ng standards, exactly that, yung coronavirus task force mm-hmm. uh, of the government. And so, um, but you know, there's a lot of technical things about that. But I think one thing that we could, we should really keep watch for is the what they call the critical care u- utilization rate or the hospital, um, the level of occupancy in hospitals uh, for their intensive care unit beds, their critical care unit beds, and at the same time, yung ward beds nila. Because um, Everyone always talks about quote unquote flattening the curve and everything. Uh-huh. Um, one thing that's really important when we talk about flattening the curve is that the number of sick people 
who need care at a certain time don't go over the total number of your total capacity mm, in, okay. in your health facilities. So when we talk about what we should be taking into consideration to say that the situation is under control already, well, first and foremost, our hospitals shouldn't be flooded with patients to the point na wala nang kama, wala nang beds yung uh, hospitals, there are no, there's no room for for new patients to come in and get treatment because that's the point we don't want to reach essentially because um, you don't want doctors making the decision of you know, like who's going to be the one who gets the ventilator because ventilator nandun, pero you may let's say there's 10 sick people we don't want to reach that point so that's one thing we take into consideration when we say that the situation is under control na may capacity pa yung mga hospitals to treat patients and at the same time nalalessen na din yung community transmission mm-hmm. and so and when you ask for figures that we should be looking at yung reproductive number which is we know by now is the number of people one confirmed case can infect it should be at less than one so mm-hmm. um, right now we've actually we're actually at that point where Nationally, because it's, it's a different story if you're asking about different locations, right? But um, when you look at the Philippines at the whole, we're actually at the point where we've reached reproduction number that is hovering around one, a little bit lower than that. And it's an okay place to be. But the key talaga is we don't become complacent or otherwise all of that will just go back to, where, to how we were when cases were surging. Uh-huh. And parang we hear that from the experts and then we hear President Rodrigo Duterte often mention sa mga speech na parang umaasa talaga siya na vaccine. Di ba lagi yung sasabi speech na parang God willing, by December, meron ng vaccine, una pa siya magpapaturok, meron na nga siya parang distribution plan sa isip niya, di ba? So what can you say about ganito na umaasa si Duterte sa vaccine and kamusta na ba yung race for vaccines against the virus? <laughs> well, Almost, almost every address he has, he'll mention vaccines and how he wants Filipinos to have a good Christmas by December, may vaccine and everything. But we all know that that's not going to happen. When we speak to experts, yung estimate nila is for mass use talaga that Filipinos can receive it and everything. The earliest, earliest is second quarter of 2021. So middle of 2021 or even the later half of 2021. So definitely not December. And I think the the reason why I bring up, let's say, a timeline is because and, and it's not fair to pin hopes on a vaccine that, you know, is largely out of your control. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are things that you can control and that you should be doing and people should be able to hear what you're doing about those things, yeah. right? Like your capacity in the hospitals, your yeah. welfare in the health workers, your contact tracing. Those are things that people want to know. And, you know, I think it it says something that six months into the pandemic, hindi pa clear yung mga yun entirely, that wow. there are still questions about that, right? So, well, for one, unfair nga, kasi largely out of your control, pero yun talaga yung solution na that you keep doubting, right? But at the same time, the things that you can control, it's still a question mark or it's not up to par. Yeah, and when you talk about the race for vaccines against coronavirus, we know naman, of course, the budget there are like five 
vaccines right now that are in phase three trials, including a few from the U.S., China. But of course, the one mentioned President Duterte is the ones from China and Russia, which you know um, are face questions, especially in the Russian vaccine. Pero yun nga, um, it's still far off. It's we're not we're not at the point where we can start planning. Let's say the end of the year around the vaccine. Definitely uh-huh. not. Ano ba yung danger na nakita mo if ganito yung thinking ng presidente natin na parang naghihintay siya sa vaccine na as you said nga, ang timeline pa ay early, maaga na or maaga na yung latter half ng 2021. Ano yung possible na mangyari if ma- ganito pa rin yung uh, approach ng government, Duterte particularly sa situation natin? Mm-mm. Well, for one, I mean, any government would still plan for a vaccine, diba? Kung paano i-distribute, paano i-purchase and everything. But I think the danger with relying on that is you breed complacency in other areas of response, like um, contact tracing, testing, treating, you know, that the, that T3 strategy that they keep, that by now is, you know, a tired phrase. But at the same time, um, yung mga areas na yun, it draws away from you know, really still bringing resources to those areas. Kasi hanggang ngayon, yung mga areas na yun, it's still the areas of response that need to be scaled up. Countless experts have been saying that in people, researchers who have been studying the pandemic, that's been the recommendation for months now. And so, you know, when you start pinning your, when you start pinning your hopes around just the vaccine, what about all the other areas mm-hmm. that, of response that you need to be looking at. Are you still looking at it? And yun din yung danger, What if a vaccine actually doesn't get developed, let's say, not even by 2021 or something? Mm-hmm. Although, like, knock on wood, we, we would want um, some sort of vaccine in a reasonable amount of time that's safe and effective. But then, um, what about that possibility if a vaccine doesn't, doesn't really happen or um, that alone won't fix it? What are you going to do then? Are you planning for that situation? We don't know because it hasn't been talked about. From what, what I'm getting from you, parang yung priority ng government, particularly of President Duterte, medyo problematic na focus si, sa vaccines and then lag naman. So before we move on siguro sa future scenario, let's take a quick break and listen to this Rappler podcast overview. I mean, a lot of people, but not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I polyamorous label to basically justify anything, to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, uh, about, on parenthood. Like purely person-to-person basis. Uh-oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I'm Jodes Gavilan, and we are here with Sofia Tomacruz. Pinag-uusapan natin ngayon kung nasa na Pilipinas sa coronavirus and what will it take for it to be under control. So, Sofia, given na ganito yung situation ng vaccines nga, ano yung dapat na focus ng government when it comes to the response? Siguro based on your interviews with various health expor- experts. Mm-hmm. Right, so there are actually things that we can do right now that will help our situation greatly habang wala pang vaccine. Mm-hmm. And when we spoke to experts, 
of course we we can backtrack a little bit no to this mm-hmm. um the experts themselves raised certain problems certain issues with the government's response that they say you know we're really affecting the way uh we're really affecting our ability to control transmission in the country so but in raising those problems they also came up with solutions mm-hmm. and yung mga solutions na yun that, that are actionable and, and easy to do if you committed to it was to set up uh, yung what they call a one COVID referral network. So ngayon, di ba, may one hospital command center na tayo, which is basically a referral net, like a, a more robust referral network between hospitals para mag-uusap din yung mga hospitals, oh, wala kang, wala kang bed na doon, then you can bring the patient here or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are health experts and you know people who are who deal with this every day say okay that's good but let's expand that even more to cover things like barangay health centers and pharmacies and clinics para dinaabot sa hospital yung mga patients which is what they really want don't come here anymore unless like of course come if you're sick and you and you need to go but um have you tried going to your barangay health center first kasi kung sugat yon or something then you know then they want to make sure that they still get the care especially during the pandemic so extending the one hospital command center to a one covid referral network and then another another thing that they suggest we do to control now is to implement strictly implement workplace safety standards which is you know no eating together in pantries kasi um yun yung isang factor that has known to contribute to a lot of cases tapos stop using rapid tests to, to as clearance to go back to work kasi nga hindi siya sobrang effective it's not very sensitive and there's a very specific use for that Mm-mm. and um you know same wearing wearing face masks face shields in the workplace and everything and then they're also calling for more guidance given by experts kasi sabi nga ng mga doctors and health workers ang daming magagaling dito mm-hmm. ng mga doktor, mga scientists na alam nila yung kung I mean, yun nga yung expertise nila, eh, ba? What test to use, what medicine to to try, um what vaccines we we might want to enter into. We have so many experts and um health workers who are really willing to lend their time to those things and we actually have what we call a health technology assessment council that has already been created under the universal universal healthcare law. So, parang yung hinihingi nila is to just tap that, to use it, to maximize it, not to, you know, parang leave it on the side. Kasi sayang eh, nandun na yung mga resources and you're just not fully maximizing it. And at the same time, to also come up with a more standard response to things like contact tracing, to isolation. Kasi, di ba, alam din namin, uh, natin, Judes, na iba-iba kung let's say, nasa QC ka, Mm-mm. tapos nasa Makati ka, or nasa Pasig ka, the, the rules can change sometimes depending what LGU or what city you're in. And so, um, that's also one thing that they called for. And of course, the same goes with being safe in public transport mm-hmm. and to um, really invest, start investing in the healthcare system. Because if there's one thing that the pandemic showed, it's how much we are all affected by having a very weak health system mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and so of course along with that then is yung constant reiteration of wearing masks and everything 
Siguro for my next question, Sophia, I want siguro for you to describe to us scenarios na possible na mangyari in the next few months or the immediate future in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Siguro first, uh, can you describe what a day in the life of a person, of a Filipino, would be if the government follows ito mga advice ng health experts? Parang, uh, babalik ba tayo sa dati? Paano yung pagpasok sa opisina? If... Una, if if you follow yung mga advice ng health experts. Right. Wow, I like that, Nojida. Sing parang, um, let's try to imagine. Yeah, pa- parang choose your own adventure. Control tao. Oh. <laughs> Control tao. Are, we, are we allowed to dream? Ganun. Um, but, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no. If we follow what these health experts are saying and the advice that they have recommended, um, also from talks no, with, with other government officials and private sector, kung ma-achieve talaga natin yung lahat na nilista nila na solutions, I would dare say we could probably go out to another relative's home, let's say, in December, and not be scared come Christmas time because you all know how Christmas is like for, for, for Filipinas, right? Mm-hmm. I would dare say that you could go to a relative's house and not be scared of infecting your loved one with COVID. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could probably walk around outside without fearing that you're going to get COVID because if you're doing the right thing, like wearing a mask and face shield and practicing physical distancing, you're not touching your face, you know, you really reduce the risk of of getting infected with the virus. In the same way that if the government is able to really implement strict workplace safety standards, provide safe transport options, then you're also in an environment where nalalessen na din yung chances mo of getting the virus, di ba? Uh-uh. So you're doing what you can do to protect yourself. And then you're also in a situation where certain measures have been taken to lessen your chances of getting, of COVID even being there in the first place. And so when we think about what it might be like, maybe it would be, safe to take public transport, as safe as can be at this time in the pandemic, no? And safe to go to a loved one's house. Maybe even safe to go to the mall and, and um, you know, get whatever you need there. Although still at the same time, no crowding and everything. Mm-mm. It's not going to look like how things were before. Mm-hmm. Na, this Christmas rush talaga yeah. sa... So in, in Metro Manila and in, in different places, it's not going to look like that. But, I mean, you're not going to feel cooped up in your, wherever you are, um, unable to go out because you're scared that the virus is so out of control. So, parang that's a really a dream, no? Considering na ako, hindi pa ako nalmalabas ng bahay since March. So, that's yeah, yeah. six months of being cooped up in my house. So, parang, I'm looking forward to that. Pero on the flip side, Sophia, what if the government fails to consider these proposals because we know naman their track record during the beginning of the pandemic. What if they don't accept these health experts that they have been saying over the past months? What do you see in the Philippines? Maybe the worst-case scenario? Oh my, the worst-case scenario? <laughs> yeah. It's scary because if we don't follow all these things, then the answer is the pandemic will be out of control and there will still be significant community transmission 
mahihirapan pa rin yung mga local officials to contact trace and you know you would be so scared to step outside of your home in fear of getting sick mm-hmm. um getting infected cases will surge again you'll see the increase in cases daily diba you'll see i don't know what numbers the most that we've ever gone i think is around well over 5000 let's see baka babalik tayo sa mga months where you wouldn't see less than 5000 cases and you wouldn't see the virus slowing down and it's a scary thought to consider kasi at the end of the day you know you look at all the numbers you look at all these um, images of of people not being able to go to work kasi standard sila or walang safe transport options but all that translates to at the end of the day the bias um, more Filipinas getting sick Mm-mm. and more Filipinos dying, which is, I think, the worst case scenario. Yeah. And also, parang delikado yung thinking ng mga iba online na sinasabi nila na parang eventually naman magkakasakit tayong lahat eh, kas, and parang magbibuild ng immunity. Oh. Pero di ba, we're seeing studies yeah. na sinasabi na may risk ang reinfection and wala pang evidence na nagkasabi na magiging solid yung immunity ng isang former patient of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, for my last question, Sophia, sobrang fast-forward ako kasi alam mo naman, we can dream. Once this pandemic ends, ano yung dapat lessons learned ng government or yung mga bagay na dapat ma-address after this pandemic? Uh, siguro, bracing ourselves if this happens again in the future. Kasi we know na may mga countries na natutunong nagkaroon ng SARS crisis in the early 2000s. Ano yung dapat maging take-away ng government dito sa coronavirus? Right. Hmm. Well, three things come to mind. No, I would say the, the top three things that I hope kung ano yung dapat matakeaway ng government dito is to one, first and foremost, really, really invest in our health system. That includes everything from upgrading our facilities, expanding it, making sure na each LGU will have an isolation center, will have a barangay health center with actual health workers there, let's say. And that also includes our health workers themselves, no? making sure that they have good working conditions, that they are paid fairly, that they are paid enough for their work. And at the same time, another thing that goes along with that is really, I hope that they take away the benefit of having the right people making decisions, experts in their fields, mm. whether it be, let's say, scientists, doctors, logistics experts, and to not be afraid of tapping into those expertise. And at the same time, I guess the third one would be to really have a plan. Because never, we've never been in this kind of situation like now we're in a pandemic. And I think one thing that really should be done and taken away after this is to have a plan the next time something like this happens. Because the findings of experts, international experts that this won't be the last pandemic, yeah. right? And so, let's say it wouldn't even have to be a pandemic. Let's say it's uh, just another health emergency or a disaster that we have a plan in place yeah. that we can follow and we can look to when something like this happens again. Because it has already happened to us and there were many mistakes made. We might as well learn from it. It's a sad thought no, na in our lifetime, ilang pandemic na nangyari. And mas siguro if hindi pa tayo matututo from this pandemic. So, on that note, 
it's a dire situation, but placing under control yung situation natin ngayon, posible itong mangyari if only the government listens and implements sound policies backed by expert opinions and yung real data on the ground. So, thank you so much, Sophia, for joining us today and for laying out yung situation in front of us, kung ano yung mga dapat expect natin, and ano dapat yung singilin natin from the government, at least in the coming months, na magiging vital yung recovery ng Philippines. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler and Newsbreaks sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. You can sign up by visiting rappler.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Jodes Gavilan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.